At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't understand. I'm- there you go. Ah, da, da. We are live. There you go. Do it again. We are live. <laughs> All right, well, uh, here we are now on a Friday. There we go. Getting some light. Here we go. Well, this is the most awkward beginning. This is show. it. This is it. My God. Wow. I, I thought uh, watching some early round coverage of the Open Championship was painful. Man. No, is that bad? No, but it's just these guys that I got in my fantasy. It's like if they make a birdie putt, it's by accident. <laughs> Jesus. I actually yesterday I had my first um birdie hole that I that I, I I won the complete hole. It was a scramble, but they used my ball for the all entire four shots or three all shots. All four shots. All four shots were mine. Was it a par four or a par five? Par five. So they so you made a birdie yes. in four shots. Nice. My first time just 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 making it happen, man. They, yeah, I carried him, man. Now, did you tee him. off with the one iron? No, I didn't. No, no what did you use? A driver? I used the driver this time, yes. Okay. Driver. And then what uh, was the second shot? Take us through this. Let's look. All right. Do, do a little Jim Nance and Bones Mackay here. Like, bring us in here, like, shot by shot. First of all, I entered into the tee box, hmm. set myself up, and that first thing I thought was, slow down. Hmm. Don't try to crush it. You're strong enough. Right. So I went up there. Got my technique going, you know, and I only brought it three quarters of the way back and just lightly switched. And I knew when I hit it, contact was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 310. Right. 310. Yes. Wow. Straight as an arrow. But it just happened to be a dog left. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I, I almost went into the rough, okay. but I'm about a foot from the rough, but it's 310 yards, you know, distance. Mm-hmm. So it turned, you know, dog leg left. So I turn around, I, I we, you know, we go up, and everybody else is like maybe forty yards shy of mine. So then it's just a straight shot. Uh, it's like another hundred and twenty. So then I get contact again, get it close to the close to the greens, just close, probably about ten foot from the greens. Then I got to go to my chipper. Wow! Use my chipper for the first time. Great. It's a, you know, it's like a 50, 52. Mm-hmm. 52 Callaway 52. Wedge. Yeah. And I it was shot straight up in the air. Landed like maybe five feet from it and rolled down another two. So you had a three-foot putt for birdie. And then I sunk it. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. oh, man. <laughs> I did that at like hole number five. I was horrible after that, but that <laughs> one that, – <laughs> Enough. We're, only five, we're only five holes in, but that's I, all it takes. It brought me back again. I'll, I'll come back and play all golf again, man, just because of that. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Right yeah. All right. Now, now we got to ask the obvious question here, Aton. And I, I posed this to Barrett yesterday on text, and he, he gave me crickets. 
Uh-oh. Because I, I asked him, because I was curious. I, you know, I knew he was playing golf, and I forgot right. where he said he was playing golf. So I said, uh, I said, hey, Barrett, where are you playing golf today? And he goes, Colonial, and he, you know, tennis, golf and tennis. And I said, nice. You getting phone numbers? Nothing. Yo, I actually, I, I'm looking at it right now. I, I got Michael Vick in there. I just didn't press send. <laughs> I saw Michael Vick was it was at this tournament. That's why, because John Clark, I think, put something on his Instagram with Mike Vick. Not, I, I really yeah. haven't, but I, I I didn't press send on it. <laughs> no. I, I got Mike. So yes, and he nice. would come on the show too. Nice. We were talking about we were talking about his Fox show, you know, and how he's going to be back with doing Fox. And we talked a little bit about Brian Westwick maybe joining that cast permanently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, wow. we talked about it. You know, That's they might do news. it because, um, you know, uh, Gonzalez isn't coming back. OK, so, you know, there's a spot that's open. But, um, you know, we talked a little bit. You know, he's like, yeah, man, I'll come on the show, you know, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, then. Cool. So I said, I'm going to use I said, I'm going to use you as my ace. Anytime I need something quarterback oriented, especially during the season when we have hurts, I'm going to need your, right. you know, your, your input on. He was like, Keep man, I good got on hurts. Yeah. yeah. He said, I got you. I got you. I said, all right, got the number and everything. Good work. Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody that big, you don't need to wait. You're going to be able to maximize the reach of somebody like that. He says something in the offseason that gets picked up, that goes viral. I mean, that's that's enough, right? That's exactly what will happen. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's exactly what will happen. He'll go on Cowherd show and say something really (laughs) unbelievable. And then we're sitting here like, damn, we were going to wait for week eight. You know, that's all. We got to jump on it. Yeah. Let's get him on. I thought he did a pretty good job on that pregame show. last. I thought he did also. I thought he did also. He got better as the year went on. I mean, he's been on there for what, maybe two years now? Yep. Yeah, he keeps getting better. Hey, let's get him on. You You got to. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, Who else did I get? I got um, got, Harper. Wait, there's more? Yeah, Harper. from. uh, He's played with the Saints. Safety. Oh. Go to Alabama. Oh, okay. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from wow, PGF just went over studio. seven and a half for Carolina. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. All right, welcome in a <clears throat> part of me here Friday on the program, and pretty much. Getting ready for game five on the basketball front. We've got two straight now coming into a days of the open, which has just been amazing television at at 2.30 in the morning. You really can't find anything at all across, especially if you're up dealing with insomnia, newborn, or anything in between. And then (laughs) I just saw, saw our buddy PGF go public. With the over seven and a half wins for Carolina. So there, there's movement brewing still out there. And I'm going to take a long, hard look at that return while you guys say whatever the hell's going on with you. Well, I, I take it from the way you introduced that, that you were up around 2, 2.30 in the morning watching the Open Championship. Well, yes, because I would say about 22 minutes or so before it locked. I jumped in. Now it was only plus two thousand, and it was not a major bet. But I threw, I sprinkled a little bit on Morikawa to be second round leader, basically mm. the top of the board after two. Now watching, then going out and watching him play added even more excitement to it because I saw this young man miss two putts that would probably stick with any normal individual for like ten years. Because one just rolls right over 
space. Like it, it's not physically possible for a ball to roll. Oh, Barrett was just talking in, in the beginning about knocking in this three foot birdie putt to clinch a hole on the scramble. It's not physically possible if Barrett's putt were to roll over the hole with more of a cup underneath it than ground. That's what happened with the first putt. The second putt lipped out on 18. So he should be yeah. and under. I saw the lip out. Well, oh. yeah. I mean, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I mean, he, the other one was what they call a cellophane bridge. Yeah. Where it goes right over the hole, and you're like, <laughs> it had to be traveling on a little piece of cellophane to just glide right over the hole. You guys have no idea how difficult it is to be holding a baby, feeding him, trying to put him back to sleep. My wife is asleep, and it's, I don't know, 3.30 in the morning, and I'm watching him miss that cellophane bridge, and I can't say a word. Right. I can't <laughs> yeah. say a word. If yeah. you breathe too hard, he's going to wake up. Oh. Bro. Right, right. I'm telling you, Barrett, this is, this is my version of hell. Yeah. Right. Where we're like, I'm now forced to watch stuff. It's two thirty in the morning, and I can't say a word. <laughs> well, just don't react like Tyrrell Hatton did on eighteen. Oh, we're playing today. that video. Should we play? Yeah. It now? Oh, we got to play. Well, I don't know about now, but I mean, we got to play it. What happened? And and do we have the other video of him uh, giving a finger to one of the I fans? Just saw a still shot. If you have the video of that, just send it to me, or maybe I, you know, just send me the link, whatever. Um. I'm in. Where I'm do I see that? Man, I I got to put up this screen. I First off, I can change this shirt. Hold on. <laughs> you got to change your shirt. What, do you got formula on this shirt? You got puke on your shirt? What is going on? Wow. This is I'll a Friday you for you. This is a Friday. And I tell you. <laughs> You know, yesterday went actually kind of smooth. You would oh, think that you would think that yesterday was an absolute disaster the way he started this show off today. You know, but yesterday was that was you know we had uh, uh, we had Matt Mullen on. Okay, I was uh, on Birds three sixty five. Ryan Balanchy, I know, I saw that. Oh, believe me, we're getting to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Um, how did that go today? What was the big topic of discussion? The big topic of discussion. Um, actually, it was it was all about Sirianni, really, and um, his ability to get, you know, everybody on that team on the same page. And, you know, is everybody going to like him? I, I simply explained to him, you're not going to like all your bosses. You're not going to like all your coworkers. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hell, half the time, Harry, I know you don't like me or Shan, but, you know, you put up with us. because we have a, about? We have an interesting dynamic. That's not true. That's fake news. That's <laughs> fake news. Now, there have been people that I have worked with that I wasn't too fond of. And each and every day I came in there and, you know, was a professional. Right. But that's not the way this on this show. I am not a professional on this show. Right. And I like everybody that I work with on this show. <laughs> well, you know what? You can run over. Double in. Ron, what's going on? Oh, oh, that's right. We're on. Oh, we can't. We're on break. I never know if we're on or on break or whatever. Well, if you don't hear the commercial, that means that I we're can't on. hear anything half the time. Right. Even you can't even hear it. Hey. I'm what just saying. No, I'm saying. Like, what are we, I don't know. We don't take breaks anymore. Oh, we, I know. We take one it's at, a nonstop we take a, show. Right. We take one at what? 24? At yeah. the top of the hour. It's two times an hour. Wow. Well, hey, let me ask you this though. Same thing you guys did when I was off that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About? Yep. That's how I know. But um, Nick Sirianni. Um, yeah. At this point, you know, Michael Robinson said that, you know, that there may be some guys that are not pleased with his coaching style that don't like him. And I'm like, so what? Who gives a damn? He's your coach. You gotta listen to him. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the that's the basis of what you you go to work and be professional. 
not everybody likes who they're who, who's coaching them, but right. at least got to go out there and do your job. And if you do your job, that's less that you have to do in interacting with the coach. The bottom line is if you're doing yeah. what you're supposed to do. That is true. Is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, back here on the middle, live on the Jacob Media YouTube page and Sports Map Radio. So a reminder, of course, live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Studios. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle, sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. And still looking at maybe maybe we'll track down Kurt Heelan today, depending on if he gets back. But other than that, pretty well, much have, I, I would say these two things going on, really. Right? Did you see uh, the and the Hatton video that I'll pull up? Well, yeah, the Hatton stuff is great. I mean, he was he I was gotta... caught on a hot mic a couple of times cursing today. He flipped <laughs> off a fan on the on a green, oh, and then great. he snapped his wedge on the 18th hole just like prior him, to man. missing the cut. Oh, this guy's must watch TV. Let me look this up. His name Hat. What's his first name? Terrell T Y R E L L Hatton H A T T O N. He's English. Yeah, he's he's must watch. He gets angry like regular guys like us get angry on the golf course. Here we course. go. Uh, I thought I had it here. The video. All right, here we go. The video was amazing too because you real now. I mean, golf. We'll see what happens here, but I believe we'll be okay. It's not like the NBA or what have you. But this oh, is you talking about us getting in trouble. I don't know, man. I don't know if we can play it of any videos. No? I don't know. I don't know the rules, but we always find out afterwards that we did the wrong thing. Right. Either, as you might expect. I mean, the video itself is pretty amazing. It's just a matter of this thing. That sounded like uh, audio from Barrett Brooks's second shot on that par five. Do you hear that crisp I, I, contact? I, I knew it sounded familiar. Reaction, either, <laughs> as you might expect. Enough of the golf club. I've had enough. Enough of the golf club. I've had enough. Yeah, he just like snapped in his hands yeah. the head off of it and then snapped it over his knee. It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It gets free clubs anyway. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if he really had stones, he'd have done that on like the third hole. So he would have had to play the next 15 holes without that club. This right. is on the final shot into the final <laughs> green of his final day in this tournament. So he, yeah, he knew he could get away with it. Then. Right now, here's the here's the thing though, is everybody's trying to compare this to Bryson. You know, you have the like the same energy folks who are like, you better show the same energy criticizing Bryson for Hatton here. You know, taking a shot, whatever it may be, at, at the manufacturer, the club, and all. Yeah. No, that it, it's much different. If you break your club out of frustration because you suck, like we all have done at some point or thought of breaking a club because we suck, as opposed to finishing the day with your friends or at a major tournament and saying, hey, man, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the damn club. Right. It's the face of this driver. We just can't seem to get it right. My driver sucks. My equipment manufacturer just can't seem to get it right. Come on. Yeah. 
there's a pretty big difference here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Tyrrell Hatton's going to be like uh, taking shots at Ping today in his post-round press conferences. Correct. I think that's his equipment manufacturer. Ping, see, Ping. This, this yeah. too expensive for me, bro. What too expensive for me. You're talking Ping. about you're an ex NFL player. Too expensive, man. I, mean, I didn't know clubs cost that much. Pings man. aren't that expensive. You're thinking about yeah. PXGs. Those are really expensive. Yes, PXG. That's what yeah, that, that, that's a different one. Yeah. Oh, They're okay. selling right, the right. Uh, hell out of those PXGs, by the way, on this tour. Yeah, I know. Every I, I, other commercial. Oh, I can't stand those commercials. I will no, never right. buy a PXG product. Every other commercial. Because of commercials? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it. Plus, they're too expensive. It's, you know. That's insane. So, There's the nothing they could do to, handle, to to help my game, anyways, man. So I mean, why would I buy expensive stuff when I can't play that well, anyways? Well, that's the thing. There, this is like golf is the closest thing I can come to this analogy because it, it these guys. First off, Harry, I tell you, half of these guys aren't even going back full swing like the dude at your club is. I mean, they just hit the ball so perfectly every single time that you don't need this ridiculous. Now, the driver's different, but, you know, these guys are just so precise through repetition and playing and just having this one percent skill that it's like Barrett selling so, like a piece of a whatever it may be like you selling shoulder pads. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, right. you know, I want a Super Bowl wearing these Rydell shoulder pads. You buy these for your kid, he's going to win a Super Bowl, too. It's like, what are you talking about? They, you won a Super Bowl because you are like one of 6% of the population right. who was physical, talented, and had the drive all together to play in the NFL. And then at that level and win it, it's not like you could – your cleats, you know, as a lineman, I stick by these cleats because you get the extra quarter inch – on the mold, and you know in the rain that if you have an all-pro defensive end coming around, you're going to be okay. Your son, right. your daughter, they're going to be okay too. You're safe. <laughs> well, let me ask you this though: like, how much? How, how much do these guys practice? How much do do golfers practice throughout a day? Like, like what, eight, what, ten hours a day. That's crazy, man. Yeah, this is like you know in the NFL, we only we're on a field. We practice maybe at the most three hours of doing that type of thing, but you know. There's little stuff during the day, watching film, lifting yeah, weights, right, getting right. treatment, you know, stuff like that. Sure. But I, I mean, I can only imagine being a golfer just hitting golf balls, ball at the ball. Because I can remember go to the range, but I go to the range. I'm trying to go at least once every two weeks, and sitting there hitting golf ball after golf ball. I go through two, two uh, buckets of them, mm -hmm. and my shot never gets better. But these guys. I can only imagine how long they stay out there for an hour, hour and a half. From yeah, they'll work you know, out for an hour and a half. Then they'll go to the range. They'll work on a short game for a couple hours. Then they'll hit balls for a couple hours. Then they'll go play, you know, nine holes, 18 holes. I mean, it's all day. That is but crazy. It's better than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And everybody. And, well, and, and then, and they've got their whole shooter. team of instructors. They got a short right, game right, coach. Right. They got their swing coach. They got their mental coach. They got all this, you know, this whole team right with right, them every right, step right. of the way. Right. So in the minute something gets out of whack, they go, oh, no, we got to take a look at that. You yeah, know, yeah. they fixed it. Slow it, down, it, slow down, slow down. Yeah. Same thing with you, right? I mean, think about how many different coaches you had right down to a nutritionist, mm -hmm. to a strength and conditioning coach to somebody who was going to stretch you, massage you. Right. Like, you may not go to them specifically, but the team had people around you because your body was the investment. Right. No question. No question. And it's crazy, man. Now, look, again, like 
Nobody can just step into that. You can't find somebody, some random human being who's 6'6", 350, and swap out Barrett Brooks on the offensive line in Pittsburgh and say, all right, man, go ahead and win the Super Bowl. Like, that's, that's what this whole thing is, which is, I guess this whole thing started with Except your name be uh, Jordan Mylotta. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You're right, right? And it's crazy because that's the dude who I would market to the average golfing fan is, and I don't even know who this is, Harry would know, but the guy who's on tour that just picked this thing up like four or five years ago, like the guy who's on tour right now who has just played golf for maybe 10 years, the equivalent of somebody who's come from China or Africa or Spain and has played another sport uh, until you know, 18 and all of a sudden some coach in Kansas says, all right, young man, here's a basketball, do something with it. And then they go on and play in the NBA. Well, I don't know that there is anybody that like that. Golf may be the lone sport like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a a real, real rarefied air. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that, you know, guy just picking up golf clubs. I mean, look at Tiger. Tiger, he wasn't even, he wasn't old enough to, to, to take his pamper offer and, and he's playing golf. You know, so right. play, I couldn't do it, man. I mean, that's just too much. I mean, it, it was a lot getting to the NFL, but playing golf 10 hours a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I know DeShambo practices probably 10 hours a day. And, you know, we talked about him ripping his driver manufacturer. Did you see what the manufacturer yes. blasted back to him? Yes. Like no, just, just shortly after DeShambo went public with his complaining about the Cobra driver that he's using. The manufacturer goes, they put this out on a social media post, I believe. The quote is, he has never been really happy. Like, it's very rare when he's happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a five-degree driver with 200 uh, RPM of ball speed. Everybody is looking for a magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find. The faster you swing and the lower your loft gets. Then he compared him to an eight-year-old that screams to their parents, I hate you, I hate you. And you're like, no, no, you really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I tell you, man, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like nobody has built up. This is almost like, and I, I don't know, this is like when Cube and Dre and the rest of NWA first came out and they created this persona. And it was like, you couldn't catch who, who Ice Cube was pre-Cube out and not expect him to be in like Ice Cube mode. And Bryson has created this, this Hulk smash persona where I think he has so much pride slash he's backed himself into this corner of who he is. Right. His now. brand now. Yes, his yeah. brand. that He can't even do something as simple as not use the driver on a hole that right. says, dude, don't use the driver. Right, because he thinks it's, you know, he's part of the, he's the entertainment. And it's like he's, he feels it's his duty to sort of put on the show. Sort of like he did in that, the match, you know, where he was hitting like 400 yard drives. Like Aaron Rodgers played better golf. Yeah. And he and was he the did. reason that they won. Like Bryson was just out there like a carnival act. Right. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to, act up to that um you have to play up to you know the who people think you are mm-hmm. you know the more your fans look at you they they expect it and they start playing up to the expectations of who i know a lot of people like that that aren't really what um their persona is but they play up to it right you know what i mean some of the nicest guys in the world they have to play a-holes because 
You know, everybody's expecting them to be that way, you know, but they're actually not. I mean, a guy like Shockey, Jeremy Shockey. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody think he's like this little brat. And, you know, no, he's actually a good dude, man. You know, a really good dude. You just, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you don't know him outside of football, then, you know, that's what you think, what you see on the field. I mean, he's a fierce competitor on the field, but off the field, man, he's laid right. back, you know, just a good no, he's dude. He's a country boy from Oklahoma. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, exactly. Uh, now, I know we're going to break soon, but I did uh, uh, mark this as a favorite on Twitter so I could go back to it. The uh, news about Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah, I was trying to. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to this in the next uh, in the next <laughs> segment. A couple of regions here, but yes. Yeah. Uh, we can definitely do that for sure, and that's why I was saying I was trying to get Kurt Heelan. Yeah. See if he answers the phone. But do it's... you know Henry Abbott from True Hoop? Is he like a? I know he's verified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is somebody who's been told this. This yeah. is not just. This is not creating something. This is not somebody sliding over, which is different than creating it. This is not somebody sliding over saying, hey, hey, I just had a conversation with the Pacers about this. I mean, th- this is legit. Mm-hmm. But that nothing connected Philadelphia. In fact, the only thing we've seen has been from a Mavericks reporter who has said, according to his source, Dame Lillard prefers New York, mm. which, again, the two things that should come to no surprise, a player wants out of a situation like Portland, that player then has New York at the top of his list. That's yeah. that's life in the NBA. All right, Harry mentioned it. We'll take a quick one here. Barrett Brooks is back. Harry Mays, myself, we're live on SportsMap Radio, Jacob Media YouTube page. Make sure you leave us a like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you're not rolling in late. Back in three. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. It's a train wreck up there anyways in Portland, man. Yeah, it looks like the owner may want to sell the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't? It's a seller's market, man. They got rid of the coach. They can't seem to get beyond a certain level in the playoffs. Nobody wants to play there. I don't see anything in here that specifically mentions the Knicks, at least not the thing I'm – it's just speculation, and the speculation includes the Sixers, Knicks, Warriors, and beyond, it says. Everybody would want Damian Lillard. I know. (laughs) What's that? Huh? Uh, We're talking about the expectations of, uh, you know, they're saying, you know – Right now, Harris said that the Nets. It's just speculation. Uh, the Knicks, Sixers, and Warriors. As far as trading for Lillard? Yeah. Well, what but are the who, Warriors going to give up? I don't know. I it's mean, not I, even the Warriors. I mean, I mean, is he a max contract guy now? Yeah, he's on a lot. Yeah. Okay. He's not a free what? agent until 2024. Correct. And there's a lot of money on there. So you, you need to match his, to somewhat, but. You also need to take advantage of where the Blazers are and see. As a disgruntled organization. You know, how the organization disgruntled also. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, to to take advantage of contracts because it's going to be more enticing to land Dame Lillard if you can take on money that, for whatever reason, Portland is trying to get rid of. Then that makes it more more suited for him to go to the Knicks, Dan, than, than the Sixers. Sixers are going to be much more difficult to just take on contract, right? Because you're probably right. going to be matching contract at that point. So, so yeah, the difference here, and just looking at it with Portland, the difference well, – now, look, you got a third team in, Oklahoma City, something like that, where you can just park talent. That works. But, you know, Portland has some money in there. They're not moving McCollum. They really don't have much, man. You know, Nurkic does not make money, nor does Rocco. So if I'm Portland and you're moving on from Lillard, you pretty much can take on a star player, if it's Simmons, another star player, which should be at least, and you should be able to get a draft pick involved in that because you're not taking on salary. You're just getting rid of Dame, which is a ton by the way, 
43 million next year, at closer to 44. Shoots up 14 million next year. Well, you also got to look at this also. That's a lot. This this uh, owner's trying to sell the team, so that's got to factor into, you know, team wanting to, to buy a team that doesn't have a superstar like Del, uh, Lillard. I, I wouldn't want. look at this trade done in the trade machine. Damian Lillard to the Sixers, and the Trailblazers get from Minnesota Ricky Rubio and Malik Beasley. Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey from the Sixers. <laughs> so you've given up. You've essentially given up Damian Lillard for Tyrese Maxey. Exactly. Right. That's what you're telling me here. Yeah. That's like an anti-parlay, right? Like that's the opposite of a right, parlay. right, right. That's like putting together six legs to get minus a thousand. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, look, I I don't think. Uh, and look, I I don't want to hold. This is what I would say. From our standpoint here, I don't want to hold Daryl Morey to this unrealistic expectation that he can flip essentially a deal that evens it out so much where you're essentially trading Ben Simmons. Now, again, you may trade Ben Simmons in five pieces for just Damian Lillard back, but I'm not putting that expectation on Morey because I don't think Simmons and Lillard are anywhere near an equal exchange. Therefore, I don't think the Sixers have enough to get him. I don't. Well, that's wow. me. That's, that's me. I'll gladly be. That's either direction, though. That's that's anywhere you go with 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 Simmons. Yes, you're trading for an All Star, but we're talking about an All Star that doesn't score and it scores yeah. league. Yeah, you got to sweeten the pot. Yeah, you lot. have to. <laughs> you have to, man. I mean, I just being honest, man. I I don't think we can get the worth that we feel as though he's no. worth out there on the market it's just not there not right. there at all but but that's the thing is our like all right let's equate this with carson wentz for a while we were going back and forth on what equal value should be like what a draft pick right should be, right yeah and it turns out now some of this is the market some of this is the player himself but you could argue that both guys in wentz and simmons maybe not to the same extent but both guys their value pre-trade was lower than yep. it was before the idea of trading them. So uh, this is where I, I think it's almost like, okay, and I'll put this on Barrett, put this on Harry. Are you willing to not just blindly accept? I'm not going to ask you guys to do that, but Barrett, let's start there. Are you willing to broaden your definition of value? If Daryl Morey comes back and says, I was able to get Y instead of X. Now, look, you and Harry, we know a skunk when we smell one. So mm -hmm. if this dude gets fleeced. I'm not saying, hey, 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 you know, you got to hear both sides. We'll know right away if he gets fleeced. But if there's a lot of nuance or middle ground to this trade, I think we all kind of have to just at least be okay with expanding our definition of value specifically with Simmons. You, you use the term fleeced. It's it's already a foregone conclusion. We're going to get fleeced because of, 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 you know, the fact that this kid won't shoot. So since he won't shoot, we're going to no. get the bottom of the barrel. We're going to get the, the nasty, you know, uh, discharge from whatever at the bottom of the barrel. You know, we're going to get that for, for Ben. But at least we'll be out the money, number one. Number two, um, 
we could probably get somebody in that could at least give us a little bit, you know, maybe 10 more points, you know, as a starter point well, What would guard. you think about that Brogdon in a first-round pick return? If that's I mean, the floor. I mean, I, I, I'll take that. That's No, he's, I, a, he's a good defender. He's not Ben Simmons defensively. Right. Uh, you should be able to get more than that, though. Well, in a first-rounder also? Well, Indiana's not going to be a great – Where's that going to be, on 17 or something like that? Where, where's the, where Indiana's the, where's the, not a playoff pick? team right now. Uh, and maybe next year. They they dealt with a lot of injury. I, they're not a bad basketball team. They're a team that's kind of middle of the road. Yeah, that's – Where are they picking? That's what I'm saying. Seventh so or eighth can, is making the playoffs. That's all. All right, we'll continue this combo here. Back in three on the network and see if we can update the leaderboard as well. It's the middle – all here live on the Jacob Media YouTube page and Sports Map Radio. Does that make sense? Where are they picking right now in this in this this year's draft? Where, where are they picking? Well, if it's this year's draft, then you're gonna ha- I, again. I don't think at all that's the trade. Like that was, from what I heard, that was Philadelphia picking up, saying, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And it wasn't anything that was taken. Like, I don't think Indiana would do that necessarily right now. Well, they pick 13th overall this this right. next draft. Yes. Right. So I, 13 I and Brock. That's a lottery pick, technically. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't. We think, yes, that's great value. I don't think Indiana thinks that's great value. Oh, I, I, I'm thinking that, you know, that's, a, that's great for us. Yes, absolutely. I think Indiana's like, if that's all we're getting back is Ben Simmons, it may not be enough. Wow. You know? A, a three-time all-star. What a bust. <laughs> a three-time all-star, and he's not worth a first-rounder. I'll tell you, man. And in the middle of the road, in, yeah, in a middle-of-the-road point guard. Outside of Embiid, they just picked all the wrong players. Well, that's the thing, man. Seriously. You know? Fultz, Simmons. And listen to me. Jesus. No, this is rough. Mm. I mean, they really, they really got like two mental midgets at the top of the draft. Ben Simmons and Fultz. Fultz is worse. Way worse. But it's a mental problem with Simmons, too, with the shooting. There are a lot of guys who they drafted that they moved on from. But, again, I think a lot of this was just how it was positioned. You know, Sam Hinkie, I don't even know – do we honestly know, and yes, I'm playing the hindsight, and you can criticize me all you want here, but we don't necessarily know that Sam Hinkie would have drafted Ben Simmons. We know that Brian Colangelo had no choice and all these other things, eh, definitive number one, but Sam Hinkie never just was a by-the-grain guy. He always was thinking, like, who's to say he wouldn't have traded that pick maybe back one and drafted Ingram and got another three second rounders, whatever it may be. Like, no, you don't know that. that that's I mean, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Okafor. I forgot about him. He was taking what, fourth, third, yep. or fourth? First, high. I think it might have been third. Third. I yeah, think it was third. Because Porzingis went next, I think. Yep. Number four. To yep. the Knicks. Wow. Porzingis. He didn't look too good this year, did he? No. Mm-hmm. He's, no. He's a shell. Mm. You know that's that's a pretty good question right there from from um, Eric Rogers. Would you trade a first round pick for Howard out of uh, Miami? 
Damn. Jawan Howard? <laughs> no, the, the cornerback. Xavier. Uh-huh. I damn right, yes. <laughs> yes. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Now, I, I guess technically, if you wanted, you could take on, if you wanted just to be this complete rebuild. But here's another thing. If they're going to trade Lillard, why wouldn't they trade McCollum? Like, why is McCollum all of a sudden off limits, but Damian Lillard is not? Lillard is the guy under contract for, you know, again, the same, if not arguably the extra year. So what are you going to do? Sit and not make $43.75 million next year? It, it doesn't add up that the Blazers, to me, just to keep season ticket holders in there, you think Rip City is going to be like, well, you know, we're going to win 18 games, but hey, I'll show up. You'll lose more people than you'll retain overall that way unless you can flip it back. So my point being is that this, l- let me just present a little theory to you guys here, okay? And in this is Portland, Portland the theory on Portland. All Portland, correct. All right. Because this is spurned from the report from Henry Abbott, which again, he even says in his tweet, if this is a surprise, you haven't been paying attention. We've known for a while Dame Lillard wants out. But what I would do is, look, let the Knicks do what the Knicks do. And that's throw in a lot that you probably can't match mainly because when all things are equal new york is new york in the nba it will always be new york in the nba with that said at that point i think you can make an aggressive move for cj mccollum where his value or at least the expected return on the value of mccollum is less because you've already moved the big piece it's like if you're trading mccollum first before lillard then Portland's going to th- put you over a barrel to get Lillard. Try to get Lillard to stay. Oh, oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Like the idea is we'll move everybody except our mega superstar in order to keep him. You know, bring in whoever we can, like they did in Phoenix. But if Lillard is out first, then I think you can get even if it's 85 cents on the dollar, not Dame dollar, but 85 cents on the dollar, <laughs> you can get McCollum in a deal. Which, again, this is about a pre-flop bet versus a live bet, right? You've taken a guy at minus 260 before a trade and now have taken advantage of him at minus 120. Hmm. Where maybe normally you wouldn't place that bet, but based on the value, you jump on it. So there's my there's my mini theory here on what could happen if Dame goes to New York or anybody other than Philadelphia. Well, I would take right. McCollum, too. Me too. Who wouldn't, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like what Washington just went through, right? Well, yes, except Bradley Beal now is being highly involved in the coaching search, as is Russell Westbrook. And I think what Washington is doing is everything possible to say, "You guys decide what we do," Hmm. just to keep them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I would too, right? Well, apparently there's there's at least one radio host in town that is going gaga over the idea of Damian Lillard coming to Philadelphia. Uh-oh, is this the... Uh, I, I just got a report. Philly update from I just got a report, correct? yes. Someone uh, close to this program is on was uh, traveling to and from Home Depot and was checking in and just gave me a full report. Oh, man. Yes. What, what's the... what what? 
I mean, what's the what's the accuracy of what's what's they're basing this upon? I mean, is there is there anything that you know concrete? Nothing more than we have. No, there's nothing. <laughs> there's, the, the, the concrete on this isn't even like liquid form; it's powder form, still in the bag. Wow. Okay, it's like the bag of sacrete. Remember that stuff, sacrete? You yeah. get and then you yep. mix it with water, and that would you know that's really what it is. It's a dusty bag of sacrete. Well, why are we that. all? This to ourselves, we did it the same thing with LeBron. Oh, we saw LeBron going to check schools out at right Upper Marion, Mal Malvern Prep, Mal Devin yeah. Prep, all these prep come schools. On, yeah, come on, yeah, man. I know. And yeah, he didn't have. We all knew it. We all knew it. You know why we to, did it? You know why we did it? Because it was probably July the fifteenth, July right. the sixteenth, <laughs> and there's nothing going on. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just heard Damian Lillard was in Chester County looking right. at HVAC contractors. Right. Watch out. Watch out. We do this. To, I mean, we are really sitting here talking about, you know, Lillard coming here. And he probably, this is probably the last place he wants to go. He's not even thinking about coming here. And they're probably, like, I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're the, if you're the owner and you want to sell the team, mm -hmm. you're going to get more money with Lillard being on the team as opposed to him not being on the team. So why would he want to let his superstar go? When he's trying to sell the team, come on now. You need more assets. So you can get more of a higher, you know, a higher return. You're not yeah. going to get that type of higher yeah, return. Yeah, but I think the players come and go. I mean, I think these these franchises, depending on the market they're in, are worth a certain amount of money no matter really who's on the roster. Because you know in like five years that roster is going to be turned over upside down anyway. Right. At least when you're buying and you're getting the dividend that's worth something there. You know what I'm saying? That dividend's right there. Right. You know, that return of investment. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Sheesh. What are All we right. doing, man? Why do we do it to ourselves? He he hadn't said Philadelphia anything. He hadn't said Ben Simmons or you know Joel nothing. He's they've they haven't even met, they haven't even mentioned uh, Ben Franklin nothing. Right. And right. we're saying he's coming here. Uh, I, I hate to do it to us. Oh, I'm never saying he's coming here. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's the apple of my trading eye. Let's be honest. But yeah, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, he's a twinkle in my eye also, man. He's a twinkle in my eye also. Yeah, but, but you know what? You know what, though, Barrett and, and Harry and everybody else out there, it, it's like so is winning the Powerball, right? But if you play a bunch of tickets and you make your money back, or if you play a bunch of tickets and you double your money, great. If you win the Powerball, that is the unexpected, oh, my God, my life has changed. But if you every single time go into it with the expectation, like, this is it, the winning ticket. <laughs> I got it. And you this is it. For year in and year out, it's like, okay, at some point, you, as you said, you're just doing it to yourself. Right. Like, you don't need to put, and I, again, I think it's unfair to Daryl Morey, who yes. shouldn't be put in this position right now of, if you don't trade for Damian Lillard, you're a failure. It's a failure, yeah. Yes, three-digit phone number. Take calls for the next eight hours on it. Like, <laughs> come on. Can't we just breathe? Like, the, I tell you, the same people who are coming out and saying, let Jalen Hurts just live. Let the Eagles season just breathe. Won't apply that to this offseason with the Sixers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. They were just too close. And we were just let off, you know. I mean, it still burns with a lot of fans right now. It still burns. As long as these playoffs are still going on, it's burning right now. Well, yeah, and the Sixers offseason is always going to be held to a different standard because of what they put the fan base through six, seven years ago. <laughs> I mean, honestly. 
you know, absolutely it, right. You yeah. know, there's there's people that didn't like it from the get go, still right. don't like it, but it's like this had better turn into a championship. Right. And thus far, it looks like it's crashing and burning. All right. So let me ask you this. If all you got was a shot, right? Now I'm not gonna go full eight mile on you, you know, like dun, 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 you know, like this, <laughs> just you only have one shot, right? All right. But if when it's all said and done, Joel Embiid is no longer a Philadelphia 76er for whatever reason. Forget Ben Simmons. He was just part of this thing. He was uh, a guy we used to know, mm -hmm. right? That's that's essentially who Simmons and, and Okafor, Noel, a lot of these guys have come and gone. But the group that was there, led, of course, by Embiid, until he either gets hurt, God forbid, or retires, whatever it may be. If you don't win a championship but have one-plus NBA Finals appearances. I still think there's a very sound argument that the process nets positive results because it was about getting a shot to win a championship. As a, I'm not saying it was a 100% success, but I just don't want to reduce it to they better win a championship. Now look, well, this shot that was like this a, shot this year. This was the yes. shot of all yeah. shots. I agree. Yeah, which we, is why we shot our shot and we lost. Right. Right. <laughs> So think about that, Barrett. You shoot your shot. It's 2.30 in the morning. The lights are on. You miss. Are you going to keep going back until that woman leaves the bar? You're going to keep going. I got a, I got a wow, no give up type wow, of attitude, wow. man. Yeah, you got, got the it. automatic. Maybe you got the fully automatic. You can't give you know, up, man. You broke the safety. Saw it off. <laughs> the Uzi. Scatter shot. Wow. <laughs> oh, that, that works, too. Some. What did you say? Some guy that we used to know. Is that what you called Ben Simmons? Yeah, I stole from uh, Gautier, is it? Gautier. Yeah, Gautier. It's Gautier, somebody that I used to know. Yeah, exactly. That was a good tune. It was, I think, their only tune, right? I think so, too, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. You get tuned out, man, after stuff. Like, you need to come up with something else. All right. What the hell you got to You got to have a follow-up to somebody that I used to know. Seriously. Right, somebody that I used to know. I, don't, I haven't heard it before, so oh yes, you I'm did. sure you have. It's some stupid have, song yeah. that was on the back roof. when I was doing the show with Baldy. That was a hit. Really? Oh yeah, Baldy liked that song. You know, I tell you, you know who loves it, and I don't know if he still plays it on his song, but this is how I even know about the song is because Dog Russo would <laughs> yell at Colin Schmeling if he didn't play that song once a show and when he came back he was all into it really yeah. you know like as soon as the drop would hit he'd be all ready for it. Boom, boom. you know like that yeah. sound the bell sound whatever like, give me the bells and it's great man dog, <laughs> that's how I know about that song because a dog is really yes I wow. swear to goodness I saw a tweet from Schmeling. I was thinking maybe we should get him on. Colin Schmeling? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. That's it's it's like where you hear where you see somebody or hear somebody with the most ridiculous connection to a song. It's like, how in the world do you know juvenile back that ass up? Like how how do you A know it and then B are vibing to it? It was just so bizarre here. Now, uh, real quick, did you see Morikawa? trolling Bryson DeChambeau. No. No? No. What did he do? There was a Q&A. I'm trying to find the audio for this. Question. If I can just confirm, Colin, that's me saying Colin in parentheses, are you happy with your club manufacturer this week? Colin Morikawa. 
Yeah, I love my clubs. I love every single one of them. Thank you. That's tailor-made, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Well, he just changed his irons like prior to this tournament. He okay. was hitting the he was hitting a different tailor-made iron at the Scottish Open and didn't like the way uh the 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 club reacted to the turf. So he switched out the irons and did something different with them. Mm. And now he's hitting the crap out of it. It's amazing. So, yeah. It's you know, Colin Schmeling only has 271 Twitter followers. How is that possible? It's a disgrace. We need to get him on. <laughs> wow. Seriously, we need to do what we can to build that. I tell you, that's dog not helping his guys out. Right. You know, that's that's really what this is. Jeez. Now, all right, we got to take a uh, quick break here coming up. But uh, I'm seeing this show pop up everywhere. It's on its second season. And I'm wondering if maybe we are not Maybe we didn't miss, but if we're missing the boat on this television show. So we got to talk about this coming up as well. All right. Now, also, uh, at some point, we have to talk about me going full tilt last night. Is this on the ping pong? Oh, my. Oh, my God. God. I woke up this morning to all these tweets. I'm like, who's firing off all these tweets? Well, you know, and guess who? Not every commercial break is a playthrough on the peacock. Guess who? <laughs> sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta pivot, right? I'm and getting look, screenshots and pictures <laughs> and all this crap. Wait and I'm copied in on every one of these damn tweets. You and my buddy Ben from Osmo. He pro- and he, I don't have the friendship I do with him like you, so he's probably like, Oh my god, we gotta, Dude, we gotta get rid of this Shander guy. He is a pain in the rear end. What is he doing? <laughs> All right, here we go. Quick one, we're back in three. It's the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Exactly. Is that what it is? is Maybe that's what God. I guess we're not. Oh, with Tony D and there we go. Tony D. Tony D. They were on today a little late. Right? You are listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so I, I got this here from our buddy John Shelton at JWS 8596. The comment, Justin Thomas took a shot. At, at, at Brooks. Yeah. Or Bryson. Bryce, everybody Bryson, piling yeah. on Bryson. Never would have thought swinging at 135-plus miles per hour. It'd be hard to drive it straight, dot, dot, dot. You'd think Mr. Physics would know that. And then wow. a couple of emojis. Wow. I don't think this guy is well-liked. Mr. Physics, he called him. Is is there something? Right? Well, I think uh, Tiger likes him. They have a relationship because they both play the same golf ball. And Mickelson likes him. Mickelson plays with him in practice rounds. You know, he did the match with him. Right. Like those two have a relationship. Like Mickelson like finds him fascinating. All right. And well, he's always trying to learn from him and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, I don't know if he if he has a whole lot of friends. Let's break this down real quick. Okay. Tiger Woods is arguably the best golfer who has ever picked up a stick in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. And has done things that in an individual sport that you can argue, including Ali, mind you, yeah. has never been done in an individual sport. But he's a loser. He's not a fun guy. He's he's not even no. Kawhi fun guy. No, no he's, he's, a, he's, he's, he's not. Poet. He's, he's completely not. in his own world. He's right. the Kawhi Leonard of the PGA Tour. Yeah. Uh, Tiger, would you describe yourself to your new fans? I'm a fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And that's why I think they kind of get along, too. Yes. Yeah. You know? He's not Barrett Brooks, who could flash a smile and, and work any room, no matter who's in the room. Now, Tiger does it because of GP, because he's the best ever, but his personality is way more like Bryson's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, Phil, that's a Phil different was an story. agitator for a while, wasn't he? What's that? Wasn't Phil an agitator for a little bit? Didn't well, he, he likes to break stones. Feel- he likes to, you know, he likes to trash talk you. Okay. Okay. You know, boy, not even having the protection of Tiger and Phil mm-hmm. can help you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what does that say about your personality? This guy had football there, bro. It works in Sirianni in the I locker mean, room. You're in the Ryder Cup. You got to you got to pair him with Patrick Reed. Oh man. Oh my goodness. 
Has anybody been ripped like this? Uh, Adam's <laughs> exploits. I love this. I've popped in and out several times. I guess today is the golf segment. I'll stop back later. Uh, Adam, <laughs> what, what what else is going on, Adam? I, I, I want to come to you. We'll put you on the microphone for the next five minutes and uh, talk about something. <laughs> We've been talking about Damian Lillard trade. Right. We're talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, we talked about the Eagles and the Sirianni thing yesterday when it was when it was new and fresh. What else do we got here, Aton? I mean, if you want me to pop up the video of Russian ping pong, I'm more than happy. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do Russian ping pong because I woke up to this this morning. I just don't want to deprive people. You know, I mean, I was saying this last night on Twitter about, you know, it's one thing to pay to watch golf on the Peacock. It's another thing to get paid in full like Eric B watching ping pong. That's all, you know? <laughs> you 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 taking it over now. No, uh, you're getting paid for it. All right, let me find oh, this man. video. See, because I mean, we were going to talk, we're going to talk about this rating situation with the NBA championship too, because they had a standalone night the other night where nothing else was going on in the sports world. I, don't, I think even the Russian ping pong took off that night. No, and it was game four and nothing yeah. else. Baseball tried to have it last night with the Red Sox and Yankees being the first game back from the All-Star break, and the game got postponed due to rain. No, COVID. Oh, was it COVID? Yeah, it was Oh, COVID. is it Aaron Judge? Yeah, Judge had a bunch of – yeah, this, it was reported as a major COVID issue. Oh, really? Well, I yeah. saw Judge is in a protocol. So I didn't know they had a big issue. Time. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. and, um, one of the, um, the um, basketball players has got to come back also, right? Bradley Beal, I Bradley think. Beal, Bradley yes. Beal. And USA canceled. Yeah, Team USA. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So and then um, I, I think California. California is going to open. I mean, it's going to close. Oh, good. Close back up. Saying good. that. Um, they saying should. That, um, no matter if you were. No matter if you were vaccine or not. You right. still have to wear a mask. Right. right. None so, of this stuff makes any sense. California <laughs> is a pit of hell. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Uh, I'm so okay. glad my best my best buddy moved out of there. We finally pressured him enough to, to have him move out of there. And he it's, moved back to here. It's even more expensive Colorado? there than it is here. Yeah. Oh, this is no reason. Awful. To. You could find better weather anyway in Florida. Yeah, exactly. It's cheap. Well, it's humid there. But... Are. So Bro. even Galveston, where Ron Culver is. There you go. Yeah, I'm actually looking, man. I'm looking for property down in uh down in Florida, man. I, I gotta buy me a house down there, man. Convert some swamp, you know. Just buy it, convert it. You'll be amazed. You like I, 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 I mean, thirty minutes from thirty minutes from 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 a, from a beach or anywhere. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. I don't want. I want to be right on the water. I want to be right. thirty minutes away from the water, just in case you know a hurricane. Yeah, a hurricane. Or yeah, yeah. yeah you know, thirty minutes away, not thirty miles. Thirty minutes. Yeah. There's a little bit of a reverse flight, if you will, from the southern part, because Miami and the areas surrounding Miami have become so expensive now that you start to see a reverse flight kind of back up north. And it's yeah. not all the way up to Jacksonville, but my wife has family that lives in St. Augustine, and they're seeing a pretty significant influx of people who are moving to St. Augustine, north of Daytona, if you will, mm -hmm. that Palm Coast area, and buying land. And what's happened is 
there's area that's like a development, right? It's like a, an old field or something. It turns into a development. And a year later, it's now 10 developments to where yep. it's its own town. And they just started building a school in one of them that's got like 40 developments in them. And it's almost it's almost as big as a city right now with the people living in it. So that's what you need to get in, bro. You need to get in one of these things in development A so that by the time it hits development X, you're ready to sell exponentially. Right. Well, you know, I was also looking at the Gulf Coast, like Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, AJB, you're right, man. Tampa Bay, even even looking at Alabama, a lot of places like in, in Alabama starting to become destination points for people up north. You know, when they retire, going out of Alabama and they have a lot. I mean, it's virtually the same coast as you see, like in Tampa and stuff. Really nice areas. It's just I don't know, man, being in Alabama, man, you just it's not good being, you know, a person of color in Alabama, to say the least. But I'm I'm. I'm gonna what go check it what out. What happens? I got a. They don't like. They don't like many blacks down there. Really? Oh man, it's, it's what, still the 1960s. It, it, that's where it feels down there, really? man. T- oh man, wow. I went and did um, was it two and a half years ago? Well, three years ago now. I was uh down there doing a an Alabama game, and they definitely let me know what, what you doing around here. Really? Ain't none of your wow. business. Well, who who you talking to, man? Oh, don't get smart with me. Really? He, was, he was about to say boy, and before he knew it, I was looking him in his eyes. I said, what, what were you about to say? What were you about to say? Wow. And he walked away. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a, a gas station at that. And at the gas station, they sold beer, liquor. Um, They they, they sold pig ears. They sold, I mean, it was crazy, man. Pig's feet. Pick, pickled pig feet. I'm like, Ugh. what the hell is this? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's different down there. Well, we could break down Space Jam (laughs) 2. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a Gal Media property. You are on them right now, huh? Yes. Adam's exploit. (laughs) And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live oh, from the O'Reilly Auto Parts with Rom just now. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, too. and Harry Mays. All right, the second hour here on this Friday as we are back with SportsMap Radio. Keeping an eye on this second round here. I told you I put that ticket in before the round began. Got Morikawa at plus 2,000 to be the second round leader. And watching him miss two putts that I knew were going to come back to haunt. Here I am sweating this ticket out. Well, yeah. With Ustays in that eight under and Spieth. That's now Morikawa in the clubhouse at nine under. But. I don't know what the weather's like. That's what I'm worried about. It's just the weather. Because if it's nice and beautiful, like it's 100 degrees here in Philadelphia today and, and surrounding and no wind, then well, I'm the weather cool. The weather's looked really good thus far. I mean, they've had just glorious weather for a British we Open Championship. 
that's why we brought Max on to tell you to, to take advantage of round two. We talked about it yesterday. They're going to be guys who played really well in the afternoon, evening that are going to turn around and, and play early and have this great weather. And Morikawa was one of them. But uh, look, it, it's I just love the fact selfishly that it gives me something else to watch at 2 a.m. outside of the Liga, the Power Liga. Liga Pro is what they call it. Is that right? Not La Liga, but Liga Pro. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. Well, I mean, you know, have you seen Space Jam 2 yet? No. Is that is because is, I've I had to I had to tweet uh Darren v- Ravel today. Did you have to do it to him? Yeah, I I gave it to him. Man, I muted that guy years ago, and my Did life you? has never been better. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to follow these guys, Harry. I'm no, I know. You. You're 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 right. Sometimes I follow certain people just to get annoyed, you know, because it just it just gets me in in the right mood. Even you, know? you man, right. even you, falling and succumbing. Go ahead. Well, he's he put out a tweet. Now, for some reason, my the internet here at my house is like failing. I don't know it's what's like that going with on. Me too. No, it, it, it is. You have Verizon. Yes. Yeah, it's been like that with me too. Where uh, it's been a little spotty. And- well, like my my laptop is no okay. longer connected. Hold on, we're back with three coming up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now it just came back on. All right. Yeah, this Darren thing has been spotty. Darren Ravel puts out a tweet this morning. You know, LeBron put a lot of pressure on himself by redoing Space Jam for two main reasons. Revisionist history has made the first Space Jam a much better movie than it really was. And number two, cartoon characters are much more irrelevant than they were 25 years ago. So I couldn't resist. I said... I quote tweeted it, and I said, how courageous. We should all be grateful that he took the risk. Are you serious? <laughs> now, uh, I mean, on. come on. You what is going that, on? As you read that tweet, I, I heard it as a rip, right? Like, if Clay Travis tweets the exact same thing, that's a rip. Isn't well, there's it? no way Ravel is ripping LeBron. No, but, but I'm saying this is one of those things. What, what the hell? Darren Ravel, let me find this damn thing. He did it uh, three hours ago. Warner Brothers is two more licensed. 52, Neil Armstrong. This guy's tweeting a bunch of crap here. I have to sift. All right, here we go. <laughs> like this, this to me, th- this is all about the messenger than it is the message. LeBron put a lot of pressure on himself by redoing Space Jam for two main reasons. Revisionist history made the first Space Jam a much better movie than it really was. And cartoon characters are much more irrelevant than they were 25 years ago. It's like, you idiot. That's how I would take it is, you idiot. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) You're saying that's more like uh, propping him up. Oh, yeah. Major plus 100,000K bet to hit. Of course. Ravel's one of the proper uppers. Okay. Yes. So how is this? How is this like anything? What am I missing? I never so, saw yeah. the first Space Jam. I had no I interest. It. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it a week ago with my god, um, with my grandson and my godson. We sat down. And we watched Space Jam. They were nowhere near trying to watch it. They'd rather do what they were doing. They would say, right. "Can we go in the pool?" No, you gonna sit down and watch this Space Jams with me. Is that right? So they had yes. no interest. None it's whatsoever. Kids. It's kids now, man. It's like, you know, our childhood, as far as what we had around us, is so devoid of all the crap that's around you now. Right, right. 
I mean, well, and, and think about it. You and all these other parents out there stuck some sort of Game Boy or Game Gear in front of your kids when they were younger so that you and the boss lady or, or fill-in-the-blank dad and fill-in-the-blank mom could go on and do something. Right, so, right. <laughs> you, we got to blame you all. And look, I'm going to be one of them. Because my kid is a month old, and he's already on this binky. Just to keep him out. Bro, you're going to have him on the slots early? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, be, <laughs> He'll be doing slots, video yeah. slots. <laughs> oh. Trust me, that video's coming. Speaking of video, Barrett, I'm telling you, look at this. Oh. just want you to see this here. Grab a saddle was the tweet. On the sports map radio network. But grab a battle. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. There it is, gentlemen. Now, this is right from the DK app, so I, I can't imagine that we're going to get in trouble for this. But this is what I, this is going back. I'm telling you. You can understand the appreciation of what's happening live when you're watching it. Both of you at some point in your life have picked up a ping pong paddle. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to think that you have no idea what's going on here. But yeah. this is amazing theater right here. Amazing theater. Look at this. And the last time I played ping pong, I was probably in my teens. Yeah, this is at yeah. some summer camp or variety. Of Look, you even get the like you get what it looks like in between games. Wow, you get the body language. It's like this show; it never takes a break. Never, never. I mean, look at this. You can tell if a guy is just wild with the shot, or if he's hitting the ball in the net, whatever it may be. I mean, well, look this doesn't look like professional ping pong. Oh, these, these guys are so close to yeah. the table. Yes. There's a little difference in that. I mean, you know, over in uh, in Asia, these guys stand like 20 feet from the table and they're smashing and they the ball. Oh, yeah, they're, they're turning over and everything. Yeah. Right. Mm. No, this is a lot. Put all that like, spin on it, right? Yep. Yeah. This is like if tennis were just drop shots, right? That's what this is. This is a lot of, I, I've, trust me, I've been watching this enough. Uh-oh. You know what it is, man. He he knows he know somebody up there that that's, that's – that's you know controlling these games. Right, that's what's he's going on. Right, he's on the right side of the fix. Right, right, yeah. right, right. That's exactly what it is. Because that looks like that doesn't look like close they, to. What they I don't saw. even look like professionals. No, uh -uh. I mean you know, I they're not go, even in the stance. Right, I you can know, go to like the Conshohocken like summer camp or playground and get two guys <laughs> to go beat those guys. You can go. You can go right now in the Eagles locker room. Yeah, have more intensity than that. You guys sound like you know some. I could hit a home run off of CC Sabathia in a hundred times. These guys would mop the floor with uh -huh. you. you I go get Nick Sirianni, right? His competitiveness and go out there and play better than that. Nick Sirianni is <laughs> trash on the ping pong table compared to the no. He's rock paper scissors, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you think Alexei Semenyov is gonna lose to Nick Sirianni? Look at it. Who this guy? Who who this guy? Who? <laughs> Please, please. Hey, he will if Putin says he should lose. No. Okay. I'm telling you, man. It Bruder, I think it was he last night who caught it. Somebody at 2 a.m. was up. And uh, it might have been Berger, actually, between the two of them. And they get it, man. Drop the first. You have heavy favorite. Drop the first set. Win or winning the second set. Live mm. bet. Hit it. Bunch. Even, even just showed off a little last night for you all with the parlay. Just to show you that this is no fluke. 
Boy, I tell you, man, just I'm slowly building, slowly building. Soon there's yeah. going to be some big bets on these. But just, yeah, and I knew I was going to hear about this Von Tonder situation with the Open Championship. This unknown guy from South Africa who's got like one European tour win in like 11 years, and it was this past season. Right. And he's a 400 to one shot, and he's like in third place or something. He had an unbelievable day. So Aton's got him in a lineup, a DFS lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's why though because max our buddy right who joined yeah. max come on tuesday tuesday yeah. or wednesday i forget we looked at some we it might have been wednesday yeah whatever the day is we looked at some of these props and one of the props was top south african remember yes he said no no the value was on von tander van right Tander. he so he gave us that play as far as plus 2200 to be the top south african that's why I went with him. I well, Louis a South African too, though. Absolutely, so. absolutely. But look, Von Tonder, the value there was exponentially increased. Right, but I'll tell you this: the the golf world does not need a Ben Curtis 2003 Redux with a guy like Von Tonder winning this tournament. All right, well, explain okay. to to me and Barrett and the rest what that means. Well, Ben Curtis was an unknown, uh, an absolute unknown from America, and he ended up winning the 2003 Open Championship at this same venue, okay? And then he, I think he went on to win two or three other tournaments on tour. You know, he's not a scrub, but my point is nobody knew who he was, and it didn't do much for the sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's so we, we need somebody of, of note to win this. Yeah. Why well, this this update just came in. My mother just informed me that I have relatives near the Gulf Coast in Alabama. That are Is on that my right? grandfather's side. Yes, on my grandfather's side. So, oh, yes. so they're in Bama. So they're they're obviously uh, okay down there then. Yeah, yeah. So evidently while. they are. Yeah, so evidently okay. they are. But all I know is when I was at that gas station, mm -hmm. I got a little feeling that I didn't too much like. So, but uh, wow. I stand corrected. Wow. My grandma. Well, good. My, my grandfather has people down there. Maybe you already have property down there. If you know <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> right? Are you Don't in the will? About it, right? Get in the will, Barrett. <laughs> now, is that right? By Shel is Von Tonder's wife carrying the bag? Uh, I believe so. Yes, yeah, a blonde, uh, blonde woman. Yeah, both three sixteen. Not Santander. <laughs> a great relationship with your wife. No, I know Lee Westwood did that. A little bit ago, but that was it seemed like more for show than not, right? Well, now they're married. Yes, Westwood this, and... this was earlier this year. Were right, they right. married when they when he did it? No, they just got married like right before the US Open. Oh, uh, you know, I tell you that so at the time in which Lee Westwood's wife or now wife was carrying his bag at that, I think it was either the PGA or something before, right? Mm -hmm. You're telling me that they were not yet married. No, they just got married in, in like June. Okay. Is yeah. there no better way to feel out your partner yeah. than either carrying the bag for him or being, you know, the golfer who's relying on her? Yeah. Like, that's that's way more of an accelerant of a relationship than going away to Vermont for a weekend. Oh, I you agree know, I was totally it. lost with that. You guys, you know carried a bag i mean you know means something Caddy. different to what i was thinking about yeah no, no, thinking, no. Caddy. The bag meaning the money I, that's what i'm thinking I'm like what of course you know she has the bag if they're married but no, you're talking Caddy. about he's a he's the the caddy she was right wait, wait, wow wait, wait a second you just said of course she has the bag if they're married 
Is that a little insight into uh, what may be going on over there? Oh, my God. Well, I've got thick holes <laughs> left here. I have a lot to teach you. Man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, there oh man. <laughs> there ain't no film study for this stuff, brother. I'm telling you. So Kyle Newbeck, we should get Kyle on Monday. Where's here. my damn sandwich at? Yeah, we should, exactly right. We, we, yeah, we should get Kyle on on Monday. So Chris, um, Chris Haynes has put this story out for Yahoo, mm-hmm. and Newbeck has read it and then commented on it. And there is an excerpt from it. Lillard will address a report about his future with the team following Team USA practice on Friday. So by the time we hit Monday, we're going to know everything about what okay. Lillard has said and then reaction to it. And then Newbeck follows up with that, with reading Chris' full story, still don't know that a trade request is coming, but Mm. calling for front office and ownership accountability is not exactly a great sign for Portland. Ooh, I'm starting to to get a little warm. Well, what does that do for you as far as ramping up the likelihood that He'll, he'll be a Philadelphia 76er. Because I hate to do it to myself. Bro. Yeah, right. I just got to tease myself, man. I need something. I need something more than the Open Championship to think about this weekend. Well, why not McCollum? And Kurt Heelan is going to join us coming up. Okay. So he'll join us at 1240. And we can figure out where, where this thing really is. Because mm-hmm. a lot of me thinks that this ain't going to happen with Lillard. I, and again, I don't know. I mean... We've seen this before, right? Where somebody's mm-hmm. like, I've had it. I'm out. I can't deal with this. And then, oh, wait a second. There they are playing, throwing, shooting, whatever action you are. So, again, to just take this and say, well, he wants out. How many times has somebody said, look, there's the latest with Aaron Rodgers. The latest credible report with Aaron Rodgers is that there is a growing sense he will play for the Packers this year. So this stuff fluctuates. Yeah, for one more year. For one more year, then he's out. But again, this was a a foregone conclusion, Harry, that he was out. Well, I I wouldn't say it was a foregone conclusion. I think a lot of people were were interested in where he may end up and you know how, what that would do to upset the balance of power in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. Then people started connecting dots, and that's what everybody does. But I don't think anybody said there's no way he's coming back to Green Bay. Books, and and I think if you look at books, and again, not the biggest metric, but just as far as where people were looking at these guys, and if it's fantasy or just player prop futures. Mm-hmm. It, it was pretty much leaning towards the Packers not having Rodgers from where they were. I mean, look, we'll, I'll pull it up for you now to see where they are as far as the futures are concerned. But for a guy like if Roger, you know, right now the Packers are at plus 1700. The Browns are also at 1700. That doesn't look, I'm not saying you're wrong. But that's not necessarily from the books a ringing endorsement of Aaron Rodgers is is coming back. Shouldn't they be higher than that? Hmm. Well, in training camp, in training camp, well, not training camp, but uh, during OTAs, he was in Hawaii posting pictures, and he never yeah. posts pictures of not, especially not during the time where he's supposed to be at camp. So I think that more so pushed us in the direction that you know he wasn't going to be back. Um, 
But see, I, I was thinking the same thing about Carson, and and look where he is. So right, it's a and crazy situation. Trade. This seems right. beyond. Not to say that Rogers wouldn't be traded, but I mean, like that was a trade that felt like more team initiated than this being Aaron Rodgers saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you need to trade me." At least I would assume Rodgers has more control in that organization than Carson did last year in Philly. Yeah. Right, he's the franchise. He has way more. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody, even Mahomes, with the money he's making. I mean, maybe Russell Wilson. That's a, that's about it. AJB, thank you for the reminder. We'll put it up there as well for everybody who is just joining us. Hour two. All right, we do have Kurt Heelan joining us at twelve forty. So we'll get his. What do you think if I ask him to put on a pie chart? Let's just all take bets. We'll do this coming up real quick and then we'll take one and, and come back and, and bang around for a little bit before Kurt joins us but DJ by the way three under right now with a birdie putt on eight three under for the day or for the tournament for the tournament okay so I think what two under for the day so one here's the thing what do you think Kurt Heelan says as far as a legit percentage in a pie chart that if traded Lillard comes to Philly I'm going to say 20%. I was going to say 10%. All right. Barrett? I'm right along, you know, right there in the middle, right around about maybe 15. Yeah, 15, 12, 15. Okay. Okay. I like it. Hit the like button. Remember, live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Studios. If you know someone who needs a lawyer, suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. We're sponsored here in the middle by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. We are back in three across the board. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. 
Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Talking fought, man. That's what. <laughs> oh my goodness, huck and fuck. No, huck and fought. That's what I said. No, you said the other word. <laughs> I said fought. Oh, no. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think you, I think you did. I think Ron hit the button just in case. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Man, we have nah, been making work on this dump button this week. Oh, you guys had a couple yesterday. Yeah, it was. Uh, we did. I forget what the word was, but it was. It, oh, it was the. Uh, oh yeah. Ti. Uh, yeah. Ti Right. We couldn't say that. So you can. Well, it was uh, of course. Um, you know. Something regarding yeah. a story that we were getting into, and then it opened up a conversation about King of Queens, and from there it was just mad. It's always the King of Queens. Yeah, it, it gets, always goes it gets, back to King no, of hey, Queens. I didn't know. <laughs> it gets us every time. SD coming in strong. Yeah, you're fucking thoughts. That's right, Ron. Ron reminding us that you also dropped an S bomb. So who, who did? Harry. Oh, well, that was during a break. No, we were back. <laughs> See, I. <laughs> Right, Ron? I mean, Ron's with us, so Ron can... Ron's official when it comes to when that button was placed. No, you were live on air, Harry. Really? Oh, clearly. <laughs> I thought we were in break. I'd play it back for you, but then... No, no, you don't. No, I, I trust you. I believe you. <laughs> could you play it back, but is there any way you could edit it out, even if it's like I a... I don't, I don't remember where... Oh, uh, you don't have... Okay. I don't okay. have it at the ready, so... What about Barrett dropping the F-bomb just now when he was talking... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, all Ron, it's Friday. It's Friday. All Ron wants to do is just go home. Right. Saving grace that the music was still loud, and Barrett, you weren't talking that loud. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't, but hey. Yeah, you did. Oh, appreciate it, Double N. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys. Oh, man. Today, that's, uh, I, I appreciate that. Wow. Oh man! Uh, what's Whoa. the point spread for this game tonight? Is it four? 
Oh, yeah. You're asking me. I Suns and four? I thought it was tonight. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow night? Yeah. 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 They're I'm going not... Saturday night. Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> no, they've, oh. they've done this, though. They've added this. This has been consistent with the series. They've added oh, yeah, it is extra game in. Yeah. Bucks right now are four. 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 I mean, come on. You know, you've had. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to take any of these. I did. We talked about this yesterday. PGF went over 218 and a half. So if you have somebody like that who maybe you trust on Twitter, right? Maybe you follow somebody on Twitter that whenever they give out a free play, you you love. And it's like, oh, all right, PGF or somebody else in that regard. So outside of that, I just I don't know why you would take anything. Well, there hasn't been any game in this series that has, you know, where the underdog is covered, right? I don't. None of these games have been all that competitive no. except for game, game four, four, right? Which was a six-point number. Correct. And and I think the, the line was like five. Yep. So five, five and a half. I mean, you know, I'd take Phoenix. And I'd lay the four. Well, here's what you can do. For three straight games – Three of four, three straight. The road team has covered minus two and a half ATS first quarter. So what you're you don't even need to bet that. But what that tells you is Milwaukee is going to put up a fight, and that fight is going to happen in the first quarter. It's just how things have been so far this series. Three and look, the game one that we saw wasn't a walk away in the first either. It was just Phoenix happened to cover that spread. So for three straight games, the road team has put up a fit. In the first quarter, if that's mm-hmm. the case and Milwaukee continues this trend and Milwaukee is up by three, let's say after one or four after one, that four point line probably is going to drop below two. That's what you needed to do below two. You think I, I think if you can get Milwaukee up, look, I only needed to move one and a half points or, or two and a half points. Pardon me. That's all no. I needed to move. If you can get it under two, it's like in the NFL getting it under three, right? Mm-hmm. Or seven or ten. If you can get it under under two, that's as good as honestly, that's as good as a pick'em in that regard. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do personally. I, I just don't think that the, it's worth pushing anything right now to that point. I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else would interest anybody to bet on outside of player props. I mean, if you like Phoenix, then you can go Phoenix and over two eighteen and a half. Well, yeah, that or like a like a Chris Middleton points prop because well, I mean, prop would be the only thing right. I mean, outside of player props, is there anything else? Right, no, no. Well, what would he, what do you think his number would be? Twenty set, twenty six and a half, twenty seven. You tell me. I have it in front of me. Uh twenty six and a half. You're a point north. Okay, 25 and a half. Oh, okay. I'd go under. Yeah, it's, it's, I tell you, that's a sharp number right there. Mm. 25 and a half is a sharp. I want to. Why, why is it a sharp number? Explain it to me. Why? Because, because he just, because he's been inconsistent, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's coming off of a really high number game. So chances are that he would regress back to the mean, which would be about 24 to 26 points. Okay. So what you're looking for is a little bit of a break. Let's just, and we're talking about Middleton here. So Middleton drops 40, right? Last game. And you expect, all right, an inconsistent guy like him, hell of a performance, probably going to be back to like a mid twenties. So what you're looking for Barrett is you're looking for a total at like 24 that you can smash over or a total at like 28 and a half 
that's reactionary under. that you can go under and create right. a little. But the books are sharp, right? So they know what's going on. I, I wouldn't bet it personally. I think it's I, I think, you know, Middleton could easily get you 30 tonight. He could easily get you 22 tonight. Mm. And he's been inconsistent. But the only thing is he's been better at uh, the, the end of series. Mm. You know, he gets better at the end of series, you know, so you got to factor that in also. Yeah, I, I think the one variable for me in game four was that a lot of the productivity, the majority, not all, because he did it some big shots at the end, but a lot of and credit him for doing this came because Giannis for some reason was no law was not aggressive in the first half. Like he was settling, he, you know, he was settling for shots and stuff. So, Hey, somebody needed to pick it up. Right. Cause holiday wasn't knocking down any shots. So I wonder what happens if Giannis comes out in game five and is selfish Giannis, right? Like holding on and just cradle, you know, yeah. getting to the rack, just getting to the rim. Line. Yep. That may prevent Middleton from doing what you what you say, Barrett, which is getting better in this series. I see now Kevin Love is off the team, USA. So it's Beal and Love they got to replace. Oh, I thought you just meant like he got cut. No, no. He's he's uh, opting out, I guess. Paul Casey just finished five under. I nice got him. Best play. Yeah, see? All right, Kurt Heelan's going to join us coming up next. Keep it here. I'm trying to see what I have him projected at. Um, Who, Middleton? Yeah. I have him projected at six assists, if you like that, by the way. Uh, points, I have him projected at 24.44. I mean, it's, that's a 56% chance of going over. It's a 43% chance of going under, based on my prediction, my model here. Not mine personally, but the one available to me. Who's this Samis Reyes? What's that? Some Chilean basketball player who's now trying to make it in the NFL as a tight end. Ron Culver. Yeah, Mohamed Malik about Middleton on the road. I don't know. I don't know. We have to figure uh, out. Samis Reyes. Oh, the uh, Washington football team signed him. Is this like the Jordan Maialata of tight ends or something? Um, Jordan. Uh, well, I mean, he's basketball. A lot of guys, there's been a lot of basketball players that have actually done it. So it's not, you know, he was the first, what, rugby player or Australian rules football player? Yeah. Is that what that is? This guy, this guy's just another basketball player. He was on the Chilean national team. I wonder when Ron sent this to us. Because this actually happened back in April, I think he signed with the Red, uh, Washington football team. I always want to say the Redskins. He looks the part, though. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's 6'5". Yeah. Red long, sho broad shoulders, long arms. Yeah, I told you. Uh, 260. Yeah, like I say, he looks the part. But like that... Um, Remember, I told you, uh, what's his name? Smith's son, Billy Ray Smith, played played with me at Kansas State from basketball, went into um, football. Mm -hmm. He played defensive end, though. Um, Zaire Smith's father. So I played with him in college. And you also got, you know, two of the best tight ends that ever played the game with basketball players. So 
you know, Gonzalez and uh from Gates. the yeah, Gates. All right. Come on, Kurt. Well, I still think that morning gif is the best one. What's that? What what morning gif? Alonzo, where he's just like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. AJB Jimmy Graham played hoops. He played hoops at Miami, didn't he? Jimmy Graham. Yep. Yep. Yes he did. Jimmy Graham. Yep, he did. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we are joined, as promised. Now, this man is up early because I don't know if you know this, but Kurt Heelan has an alert on his phone that every time Damian Lillard is mentioned on Twitter, <laughs> it goes off like a, an air horn. <laughs> you know, some his neighbors probably think he's preparing for doomsday. Right. right. Come on in the basement again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I should stop using the air raid siren for that noise, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's worse. Uh, it's worse yet. I'm not even at home. I'm, I'm at a hotel room in Phoenix, just freaking people out there. So, look at that. See, now this is amazing, right? The world is somewhat back to normal. Kurt Heelan on the road, covering a basketball game in front of people in Phoenix. This is a great sight to see. You know what? It's been fun. It, how much energy that brings to a building. Like, and I think you guys saw it in Philly. You see it everywhere. It's like, it just changes the dynamic. Even when there was a few thousand, because you'd get, you'd be at games before and you're like, Oh, Hey, the Sixers go on an eight Oh run and, and push the lead out. And there'd be all this energy in the, and they'd go to timeout and they'd come back from it. And it'd be back to like a pickup game at the Y. Like there was just no energy. Um, now it's going to be different. So. Do you think there's uh this series will, uh, have a team win a road game here, or are we just going to go straight uh, home chalk through Game 7? I I don't think the Bucks want to do that in Game 7. Like, I think they figured some stuff out. I think that they – they're if they don't take this game, if they don't take five, I, I boy, it's tough to win a Game 7 on the road, man. That's just a – that's a tall ask in any situation. So I think that they need to kind of just, like, have figured it out and sweep them. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I picked the Suns in seven, so I'm going to try to feel smart and stay with that, but I'm not. I I feel like Phoenix is not – that was the one Phoenix could have stole, right? Like, for lack of a better word. Like, that was theirs. They were ahead, and it's just stupid turnovers and not keeping guys off the offensive glass and all this stuff ends up doing them in. And a, and a block. No, oh, that was an unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable play. I've got Giannis' description of that, right? Just, just to have – the presence of mind and body to know that it was a huge, this is like a poker play, right? Chips to the table, all in, playing, reading your partner, knowing that there's a, a thin line between getting called with your bluff and winning everything, which is goaltending or that block. 
Yeah. The best part was my favorite part. I got overlooked. Drew Holiday comes in and they're like, because he'd been involved in the pick and roll. And they, you, you know, Giannis said when Chris Paul flipped his wrist, he kind of realized what was going on, that this was going to be an alley-oop and he kind of prepared to move. When did you recognize it was going to be an alley-oop? And, and Holiday's like, I recognized it at the same time, but what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. yes, that's the thing. And I, there, I don't know that there's another player in the league now, and I'm not sure there were many ever who would like be able physically to make that play. At this point, you know, what do you think? Are, you know, the better stars, you know, usually, you know, cream rises to the top. And you look at both rosters. I, I see more potential in this, in this, you know, in 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 the Bucks. But man, I just can't get past CP3 and and Booker. You know, if those two get hot, man, it's just really hard, man. But man, there's so much potential. You looking at Bucks team, man. I think they're starting to play better now, and they they play better, you know, towards the end of the last series, the last two series. What Bucks team you see? Are you going to get, you know, tomorrow as opposed to now? You know, what's going to change from them staying at that level and not allowing uh, CP3 and them to, to, to warm up again? Yeah, they've been they've been that way all season, right? They've been – or all, all playoffs. They've just gotten better as series have gone along as they've made their adjustments. Um, they do have, I think, maybe the biggest advantage in this series, which is Drew Holiday's defense has really made life difficult for Chris Paul or Devin Booker. I mean – he was on Devin Booker for stretches last game, and Booker just kept hitting shots. But they were tough shots, man. He, he had to hit some difficult ones. He was just hot enough to do it. I think that that's a huge advantage. I think that the Bucks have kind of figured out who they are. Chris Paul, but that was a that was just a very un-Chris Paul game, and, and he can't do that again. Like he's if he if he's just average or below, he's got to be special uh, at this point. And he had his one-off game. They had so many turnovers. Monty Williams pointed to that after the game. That was. They caught the ball up 17 times. And to a team that likes to run, like the Bucs, you just can't do that. That's what's crazy uh, about this, which is this whole series has been about one guy doing something. Even Devin Booker, who had that two-game stretch, one and a loss, right? Or or technically both in losses, where it's like somebody does something amazing, and then all of a sudden they either disappear or they completely struggle. And now it's always trying to get ahead of it. Like, who's going to bounce back? This is to me. If Milwaukee's in this, the two things are going to change. I would imagine from Game Four, and that's Giannis doesn't shoot jump shots for the first eighteen minutes of the basketball game. And I look at Kurt's face; he knows it. And and the other is Drew Holiday does what Middleton does last game, just because of the laws of nature, which is a guy and Chris Paul. Like it's Holiday, it's Paul, it's probably Booker, maybe having twenty four, not thirty eight points. Right, we've seen this series just regress and go back and forth with extremes. The Bucks are a frustrating team to watch as a just as a basketball fan because they're like, okay, yes. what, what worked in Game Three? What worked in Game Three? We pounded them inside, right? We done half our shots came in the paint. Giannis didn't score outside. We get we're just gonna we were just we're taller than them. We're stronger than them. We're gonna beat them up inside. So they took thirteen of their first eighteen shots outside the paint. Like, no, go back to what works. They do this. The middle, they finally went back to the Middleton Antetokounmpo pick and roll. Pick and roll, yeah. That thing is, the Suns don't really have a good answer for it. And it's what I, you know, Ty Lue takes a ton of heat um, sometimes as a coach. What Ty Lue does well is if he finds something that you can't stop, and I don't care if it's the Tuesday night in Orlando, he's going to run that play or he's going to run whatever that set is until – 
you stop it. I'm just every time down, you're going to see this until you can stop it. And then I'll go away from it for a while. Then I'm going to come back and see if you can still stop it. That kind of relentlessness is just lacking in the Bucks. They just they want to kind of do their thing and play their way, and they get away from what's clearly working in this series. All right, All right Kurt. Uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is once again a buzz with uh, possible Ben Simmons uh, trade rumors, and now this latest thing with Damian Lillard. Give Apparently, him the pie chart, Harry, because we. Well, no, yeah, we we need a pie chart. Aton came up with this great idea. You develop a pie chart, and how much of that pie does Philadelphia get as far as the possibility of landing Damian Lillard in a two or three team trade? I said 20%. Aton said 10 Barrett split the middle. I was going to say 20, 15%, 20% seems about right. I, my Look, New York's going to come, come hard. By the way, one weird thing about this, normally your superstar has real leverage in this situation. They can come yeah. in and say, well, I'm not going to resign, so you have to send me to New York or the Lakers or Sixers or wherever they want to go, right? Mm-hmm. His deal kicks in this year. Like he's got three years plus a player option at the end of it. So the, that leverage is gone from a sense. Not that they're going to send him to Orlando, but like if Orlando had the best package, they could just send him there. Like they, mm-hmm. they're not tied the same way. So I think it's going to be putting together the package they want most, which comes back to what do they want, right? Like they, they, they hired Billups to coach Lillard. Like, so what are they going to do? If they make this move, are they looking to be good now, or are they looking to let's tear it down, get some Reboot. talent, rebuild, right? Like, because they don't have a lot of young, great talent on that roster. So, what direction are they going to go? If they, which is more likely in this market, they're not. That's not a tear it down market necessarily, especially with the rumors that since Paul Allen died, the rumors that Jody Allen might sell the team have floated around. So, if that's out there, you don't want to you don't want to sell the team in the middle of a, a bottoming out. So. Ben Simmons suddenly makes sense, right? He can just walk. He's young. He can. You can have him for an. You know, sign him. You've got him for an extended period of time under this contract, and it just makes sense in a a a a. a we can be still be good. We bring in an all star guy. We get some defense. I mean, it makes sense on a lot of levels for them, even if they had Lillard, just because it would be nice to have the defense. Um, so, I, it. There's some real logic there, but you know Miami's going to make a run. You know, again, there's buzz about him wanting to go to New York. I'm not sure what they throw in. Uh, the Warriors have been mentioned a lot. I don't kind of the Warriors really depends on if you think James Weissman can be something or not. Uh, that's a that's divisive. Let's just say there's people yeah. who are Weissman fans, there are people who are not. Um, but you know, Weissman, the number seven pick, and uh, and again, if you're trying to just stay competent, uh, Andrew Wiggins is there, and he will be. Once every three weeks, he'll remind you that he was the number one pick and could be this guy, and then he'll just go back to being Andrew Wiggins. Three weeks? That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> he has that one game, like, once a month, once every three weeks, where you're like, oh, that guy. That's why he was drafted number one. All right, he's going to go back to coasting. Oh, man. What's your faith? What's your What's your faith in, in, in the GM, though? You know, everybody's talking about Daryl Morey and, you know, what he what he can go out there and accomplish. You know, do you see, do you have faith in him to be able to execute something and get some worth back for, for Ben Simmons? You know, what we feel in Ben Simmons is a lot different from, you know, what others are thinking of him and, and how, you know, other GMs are looking at him. I Where do you see him as far as value? I, I, it's actually still relatively high. Uh, 
everybody looks at Ben. I don't want to say everybody. Most teams look at Ben Simmons. A, they are trying to get him on the cheap. Don't don't get me wrong. Like you're you're always looking for a deal, right? But this isn't the Kmart blue light special. Like this is still a guy who's an all star. This is still a guy who's second to defensive of the year vote, player of the year voting. Like this is a he brings real skill to the table. And every team, I don't want to say every team, most teams that I know, like hey, you know, look. You've got to clean up his head. You've got to get the confidence back. We, we trust our coach and our culture to do that. And then the other part of it is everybody thinks they can fix a jump shot. Now, I the thing is, it comes back to Ben Simmons wanting to fix the jump shot and not just put in the work, but put in the work with the right people to get this done. But every team thinks they can fix a jump shot or at least make it reasonable. So there's a lot of value out there from teams who believe they can make this happen. Do you um, have that faith in Maury to do it though? Yeah, I think so. He's been a big game hunter from the start. Like I don't, I, he's experienced going after this level of star. So I think, I think so. I think that this is going to be good for him. Okay. Um, I, I think he's as well positioned as anyone. It's just, it comes back to what does Neil Olshay want? And yeah. Well, I'm not, and what does ownership want? I have to preface this by saying, you know, Daryl and his crew sent me a Sixers jersey, a bunch of onesies, unsolicited for oh, my newborn child. He's so bought I, and paid for I, it, I am bought and sold. Like, like let me I am bought and sold, absolutely, when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. But let me just say this. I have a very – you know what? Let's break real quick. And I'll – this is why you watch. We don't break on the network or on the Jacob Media YouTube page. We're back on oh, speed at nine under. I need in the rough desperately. We're back in three on Sports Map Radio. So this is my concern. And this is all about what the Knicks have to offer. So this is the question, but I'm just phrasing it differently, Kurt. And that's I have a very strong feel. And this is not, again, anti-Daryl Morey or anti-the Sixers. It's just the reality. There is no better team to leverage against New York than Philadelphia. Than going to New York and saying, you don't want to do a deal with us? We got Ben Simmons and the Sixers right behind you. That's the bluff that Portland is going to play in order to get more from New York. That's my biggest concern right now with all of this. They're not just going to do that with New York, man. They're going to do it with Miami or anybody else who wants, you know, seriously in this. And that's what you do, man. You 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 play one side against the other in this kind of situation. You you go for what the best deal is and where you think you can get it done. Um, I, and I don't know the relationship. Often often these get done around relationships where people, you know, people who used to work together and are comfortable with each other sometimes get deals done. But Neil Olshay's I'm not sure that he's that that close. He doesn't quite have the uh, the Popovich Spurs tree floating around <laughs> the NBA front offices out there. So I'm not sure it's quite the same. Is there anybody on the in the NBA circuit that's as despised by their colleagues more than Bryson DeChambeau on tour? <laughs> We've played three different examples of people ripping him, and I now have a fourth. There's another one from Kepka. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Is there who is who is the Bryson in the NBA? Who's the guy that everybody hates, but they won't admit that they hate? Is it Chris Paul because of all the stuff he does with the union? Draymond Green. I, I, I was going to say Draymond was the first one that comes to mind. He's a love yeah. him or hate him. Uh, Chris Paul has plenty of uh, 
look, go ask Blake Griffin. Like Chris Paul's, Chris Paul's style, Chris Paul's relentless critiquing style was what Phoenix needed. It worked for Monty Williams. The young players were ready to soak that up. By year three, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were ready to slap him around. Like they were just done with listening to it. And it, it's there comes a point where he's that drive, like he can't turn it off. It's just who he is. Mm-hmm. But that wears on other veterans who know what they're doing and have heard all this before. And so it's just kind of a it, he's got plenty of that. And the union stuff as well, certainly. Yeah. There's a, there is a strong feeling that he is, and this happens. It it's tilting towards. Um, it's tilting towards the, uh, uh, the, the stars too much. So the Derek Fisher will take over the union. Then it'll go back to the middle. Then a star will take over and it goes back and forth. By the way, guys, the USA basketball, big man replacement you've been dreaming of is in there. JaVale McGee. I think that's the Uh guy we're all picking. He just replaced (laughs) Kevin Love. Yeah. So. That's that's I mean it's the twelfth guy on the bench and he gives them some size and athleticism. I, yeah. I was hope I heard Christian Wood might get it. He'd kind of had that little breakout year. He was looking pretty good, but I'm not sure if he's healthy enough coming off the ankle. What about Keldon Johnson? I'm not sure that ultimately the Bradley Beal spot doesn't go to Johnson or or Darius Garland, who've been okay. with the team with this look. I, I know they're looking around to see who they can get. Like they called Tobias, but Tobias is out of the country. So is he? Yes, yeah, he was I, on vacation. So he was on vacation out of the country, and now that that leads to a whole different level of clearance problems for COVID just to get him into that Olympic bubble type of thing. So um, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what direction they're going to go. They they've called a few people. They I know publicly. I know Duncan Hunter was mentioned, like um, like the Miami sharpshooter. Uh, I'm Duncan Hunter. Oh, Duncan, Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Robinson. Right. Sorry, and Duncan Robinson. Right. And then there's some logic there. Again, you're just if you're just trying to add shooting, but you would think. You would think there would be better guys out there. Oh, is it Kelvin? Is it is Johnson? By the way. Oh like yes, I think he's replacing Deal. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So it is Kelvin Johnson, which is a good pick, and that's yes. obviously something he's he comfortable with. But that's a good young player who brings the athleticism you need. So look, I'm convinced right now that the process of who is being selected for this team, in light of people getting COVID and no longer being on or symptoms, what have you. It's just who's answering from an unknown number. Like they just keep going down the list and calling and calling. And Christian Woods, like, man, I don't know who this is. Right. Yeah. Tobias Harris is like, what, another call telling me that my car warranty yeah, is right. up. No, I'm not answering this. Don't I don't recognize this like, area code. They're, they're reporting. Hey, Robinson's was- dumb enough to just answer the phone, Kurt. <laughs> Jerry Colangelo does not understand why he keeps getting reported as spam, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's great. I love it. All right. So, gut right now, what happens with Damian Lillard? What does your gut tell you right now on July 16th, giving us an opinion that we're not going to hold you accountable yeah. for if it's wrong and we'll blow you up and play the audio if you're right? Where does he go, and who is the big name you think that Portland is able to get back? That that's a really good question. I my guess is that it drags out for a bit. That this is, is probably doesn't get done at the draft in a couple of weeks. That this goes a little longer than that um, as they try to leverage the best deal. Um, and you know, and we'll see where what Lillard ultimately pushes for in there. Um, where does he ultimately end up? I'm still gonna. 
I just got a gut feeling about Miami that I can't quite put a finger on. Uh, Pat Riley gets these kind of things done. Wow. Uh, they have they have nice young players there that they can. I mean, it depends on what you think of Tyler Hero. Um, he could, he might be able to get in less trouble in Portland than Miami. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Uh, but wow. um, yeah. but I don't know. That's I mean, I, I it's so wide open that it'll be interesting. I think Phil, obviously Philly's in the mix. New York is where he wants allegedly wants to go, but I don't know. I, I, it, talk about guys who just when when it's time to make a big move and they feel like Miami feels that pressure, right? They'd saved up all that money to go after um, Giannis and Giannis resigns. Have Jimmy a great Butler, as you guys know, Jimmy Butler's. There's not like a long window with Jimmy Butler, right? Like right. you're in Jimmy Butler's prime. You got to win now. Mm. Well, hey, so where's hey, so Ben? Ahead. So do the same thing with Ben. You know, give me a crystal ball. Tell me where Ben's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Like if I say Portland, that looks wrong now, right? No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look, I, I still go. Minnesota. I told these guys the best thing to do is correct an error from years ago in that 2016 draft and work a deal, even if you need to add a third team because New Orleans may be concerned about the lack of shooting with Simmons and Zion on the floor at the same time, but make an offer for Brandon Ingram. The guy who should have been here instead of Ben Simmons, and we wouldn't be talking about trading Ingram four or five years after. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not doing that. Uh, but although there's real questions about how well Ingram fits, if you're going to put the ball in Zion's hands, like that is a legitimate concern. Uh, and on a team that wants to run, and understandably, uh, Zion's pretty good in transition himself, um, and is probably going to lose Lonzo Ball. Hmm. There's some logic there. I mean, Lonzo Ball's strength for them is that those look-ahead passes and yes. play in transition. He's not great in the half court. It um, sounds You're very a better offensively. Sounds very similar offensively to someone else we've been discussing. Yeah. Lonzo, just... Lonzo's funky shot is more likely to go in, and he'll at least take it. Okay, right. but Lonzo was not arguably defensive player of the year. No, either. that's the difference. That's a team, by the way. I mean, Stan. I'll tell you what a scout told me from from the Pelicans, where I was like. Stan Van Gundy has just got to be pulling his what's left of his hair out over the defense on this team because he came there to fix it and he wasn't able to get it done. And he goes, he is losing hair. He is losing sleep. He is losing everything but pounds. Hmm. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, that's even more reason to pound the door yeah. of your front office boss and say, we need wing and perimeter defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By, by the way, I'm, I'm with Stan. If you, if you move me to New Orleans for a year, I would gain – 40 pounds? <laughs> like, yeah. no a, That's a tough town problem. to lose weight in. Seriously. Yeah, no sure. Seriously. Yeah. Kurt, we love you, brother. Thank you. As Thank always. you. And make Take sure care, everybody. Be good. Already at Basketball Talk. We, we'll promote everything there for you. On the road. In wow, Miami, he says. Well, Miami, that, that's the thing is Miami, this was a big story back before Giannis resigned was Miami was making the push that was supposed to be the destination. Like Pat Riley is never just going to sit on his hands. No, no. But what do they give no. up? Like, can they can they keep Adebayo, Butler, and and Lillard? Is that the threesome that they go forward with? I don't know. Uh, I think you're probably going to have to, unless you're bringing in a third team, you're probably going to have to get rid of. You know, Jimmy Butler, Oladipo's off the books. Dragic comes back on a team option. So, see ya. $19 million off the books for Dragic. $15 million off the books 
for Igadala, 12.8 million off the books for Ariza, 21 mm. million off the books for Oladipo. So mm. Bama Adebayo is on a rookie, uh, is on a uh, accelerated deal that picks up this coming year where he makes 28 million. That's where the extension kicks in. You're only paying two guys. I mean, think about this. We talked about it where if Portland had, honestly, if Portland had a salary dump, which they really don't, if Portland wanted to just dump Nurkic and Covington and kind of just start over, then Miami is the best destination of all of them hmm. because Miami can just essentially clean house and only bring back Butler and Adebayo. And in, in argument's sake, move Butler, even if it's in a three-team deal, to essentially replace Butler, upgrade him with Lillard. And now you have even more money to spend. Hmm. Like, think about it. If if you're a player and you can go somewhere, South Beach, yeah, Dame Lillard. No state tax. Come on, Barrett. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking right to your heart, man. Yeah. You you you're in the spot, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're in the destination spot, not necessarily because of the talent, but just from the talent that's down there. Yeah. The talent. The talent. <laughs> right. Jeez. Wow. Well, I mean, I hate to do it to us, but you know, that's I mean, well, that's in a nutshell. I mean, does this stuff get done by the draft or does this linger on into August? Well, a little I don't think the Lillard deal gets done, but I mean, what what Shan has been trying to preach to us for the longest time about us going and rewriting the wrong that happened in Ben Simmons draft. I think that is a viable possibility. Yeah. Well, the draft's the 29th. Yep. So, Uh Uh-oh, you ready for this? Adam Schefter has dropped his latest. I'm not reporting. No. I'm not reporting, but Aaron Rodgers. You ready for this one? Is this on Twitter? Uh, It was on a show called Get Up. Oh, that show. Okay. My own opinion. My own opinion. I'm not reporting. But, which is like, you know, the old Bill Burr joke. You know, I don't have a problem with fill-in-the-blank culture, but insert, like, ridiculously offensive statement. Well, right, yeah. Culture, yeah. You know? It'd be like, My uh, own opinion like is me. That- no disrespect to Von Tonder, but the tour <laughs> doesn't need a Von Tonder winning exactly. the Open. That yeah. is disrespect. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's My exactly own- right. Adam Schefter. My right. own opinion. Can you do a Schefter? Can anybody here do a Schefter? You know, no, my, I, I, can't, no, I can't. My own opinion is I don't think we'll see Aaron Rodgers show up in Green Bay with three years left on the contract as it currently stands. There has to be, I think, some sort of stipulation that makes it clear that the Packers will trade him after the season. So, look, we've gone from Rodgers is out to, mm-hmm. well, you know, Rodgers may go to look. All it takes is just one little stipulation that Rodgers is gone after this year, and he's back this year. Right. That's crazy. How it's been about money, right? Yep. I wouldn't be shocked if Lillard is back at this point. Boy, Deshambo plus three. He's was he threw fourteen holes, Aton. Latest I have is. He's by the way that plus two fifty to miss the cut is a lock. Yeah, well that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. Uh, he's plus three on fourteen. Two okay. Today. All right. 
So he's got to get the plus one to make the cut. Projected cut is two, correct. He, so he's got what? He's on 14. So five. Now, and, and as Harry mentioned yesterday, it's not like you're struggling. You're struggling. You get to 16, struggling. 16, 18, and all of a sudden you get a nice breather. Right, right. There's I mean, no it's, a, it's a good par three and two good par fours. I, I was watching my boy Webb. Webb Simpson struggled today. He was able to rally. Struggling. You know, but <laughs> he, he, play, he shot even, didn't he? No, he shot two over. Oh, he did? But he was four under. So I have this ticket. I have this uh, three-leg parlay ticket, Barrett, that I think I brought up yesterday when you were out, where I went under 11 and a half runs in the American League uh, All-Star game, 11 and a half runs, took under Chris Paul four and a half rebounds. And mind you, Chris Paul had four rebounds with about five minutes left. And I oh. drew holiday, drew holiday out battled Paul two separate times for the ball. One, a rebound that holiday got another that he was able to knock away, mm. but I'm sitting there for five full minutes, sweating that sucker. Sweating. out. And you know, five minutes at the end of a game is like, oh, what, like a half 30, hour. 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I look like Stan Van Gundy down there in New Orleans. <laughs> You're sweating. What did his team give up a buck 50? Seriously. <laughs> Oh my Yo. goodness! Now I guess I'm going to have to sweat out this Jordan Spieth and Ustazen. I'll gladly take a three-way split here on the return, but Spieth and Ust. Another thing I played ahead of time was the Morikawa mm. to be first, a second-round leader. So right. well, he's tied with Spieth now, right? And Ustazen. Oh, Ustazen got the nine too. Uh, he's on thirteen. Boy, these guys, man! Wow, these guys. The I weather's think. too good, man. Yeah, I mean, what is this? So they like beautiful weather at the Open Championship. What's it's the supposed third? to be rainy or something? Well, it's yeah, supposed, it's to, be supposed windy, to be windy at the very least. Come yeah. on, it's England. Barrett, Come on, it's supposed to be cloudy and dark <laughs> and miserable. I don't even think they sell sunscreen over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Hilarious, man. Oh Hi. my goodness! Uh, real quick predictions on Saturday night. I think the Bucks win the first quarter. Suns win the game. Suns in six. Well, you got that ticket, right? That's exactly why. Yeah, she, yeah. But then that you know they got to win on the road in Milwaukee. Well, I don't know. as Kurt said, what's more likely to happen: Phoenix winning on the road in Game Six, or any road team winning in Game Seven? Uh, I say neither. All right, but if I think I'm it's a home series, choice, I'm going to take the one I have the bet on. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Right, what, what say you? I'm going, yes. I'm going. I like Phoenix minus yeah. four. Wow, you're laying the points. I just took them out oh, of yeah. the line. Oh, yeah. Barrett? Yeah, I'm going uh, points also. You're laying them? Yeah. You guys. They're going to win, man. They're going to they're gonna win big. They're going to win big this game and then close it all out. They just won't be home to celebrate. That's all. They got them in uh, six. Well, well oh, look at this. 91, I apologize for missing the super chat. Thank you. $5 Friday. Oh, wow. We appreciate Get Teddy you. a little something. Now we had another. Come <laughs> on, you guys. I, I had the stream down because I was working on this feedback thing with Sports Map. Penguin AZ. Yeah. What's up with the super chat? I just want to make sure that we didn't miss anybody else. This is awesome. So we appreciate both of you. Not necessary, not required, but always appreciated. Thank you. It helps. It always helps. Goes to the bottom line. Make sure Xander has something back as well. So. Thank you to everybody who jumped in, who popped in. Thank you 
to everybody who continues to watch. Make sure you hit us and leave us with a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And it seems like we're all on the Suns, right? So can I say go Suns? Go Suns. Go Suns. Go Suns. All right. We'll see you tom- uh, tomorrow. We'll see you Monday. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.